sort of keep it nimble this morning. Um, can we just pray for a moment? I know we've all kind of had our eyes closed talking to God, but I just want to lead us um, in a little, Jesus, Jesus, closer, closer, closer. Thank you, thank you. This is your heart. This is your way with us. Father, we thank you that you just come after us again and again and again and again to draw us in really, really close, Father. Um, even within those difficult places, those tight, small, almost suffering places, Father, that seem so claustrophobic, you somehow get in there and fill that space too so that our cheeks and our bodies end up pressed against you. Your, our souls end up pressed against you. You come into these spaces and places too. Father, and we thank you for that, that we find you beautifully in these, in these difficult times too and in these hard times. Thank you, Father. Thank you. This is your heart. You cannot change yourself. Um, you cannot change your nature and your character and that's what we worship. We worship with the angels and the creatures and everything that is in heaven that knows you fully. Jesus, come and be beautiful. Come and be beautiful in our midst. Amen? Cool. Um, it was C.S. Lewis who... Um, made the keen observation that um, most of us don't need to be taught anything new as believers. We often just need to be reminded of what we already know. Yeah? And I, I, in a little way, I just want to do that today. Yeah? Um, I've got two pieces of paper up here, but the, my message is only on one for those that are counting. The bits of paper—it's <laughs> not going to be long. Um, so, um, but it's just to step back into something which I think is really, really timely, which rattles around my heart an awful lot. For those of you that don't know me, um, <clears throat> uh, I spent 35 years in graphic design and lecturing and and all that lovely, lovely space. But about um, almost 10 years ago, I went through a year of depression. And uh, in that time, God re-figured, reconfigured my life, okay? And I ended up, just part-time at first, just to get away from the studio and my employees and the massive ministry that myself and a few other guys are running, I ended up driving trucks on a weekend of a night. And that grew from and grew and grew from there. And it, it is counterintuitive, isn't it, that in a, one of the, an exceptionally brutal and careless occupation I have found nothing but the tenderness of God now what went on there what happened there how why would you take someone into a harsh hard place to teach them about your kindness what what on earth was he doing this this is our God isn't it <laughs> I'm seeing a few heads nod because it's that upside down thing yeah um uh, of all the places on earth that I was going to learn about kindness was in one of the cruelest industries I could find. Yeah, and I want to—I just want to lean into that—that that kindness. Um, I was stopped in my tracks by a quote from Pink, who said, 
I'm not going to sing it. Um, I know what she looks like and what colour she is, but I don't know any of her music. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, but um, where she said kindness is an act of rebellion. So, quote, kindness is an act of rebellion. And um, it has locked in here at first. I'm like, what does she even mean, you know? Um, to be kind, what are we even rebelling against, you know? And ah, I do not have to talk for long to say that at the moment with the degree of unkindness that we lay upon layer upon each other in this time. The cruelty that we have begot upon each other, it feels like it's reached a scream on this planet in these last couple of years. The, the horrid, horrid things that I've seen and heard people say and do to me, to others around me. I'm like, that's why this kindness is an act of rebellion. Just hit my heart like an arrow. Um, and I'm like, Wow. How really, really beautiful. And it's not like Jesus hasn't seen this either. My message is not purely based on, you know, the book of pink. Um, yes, thanks, Amy. I needed that. That's good. Pink 5, verse 1 to 18. Um, no, it's actually, I'm actually going to read from John. No, not the book of pink. I'm going to read from the book of John, um, chapter 5, verse 1 to 18. Is it going to come up there, Vicky? It doesn't need to. Actually, it doesn't need to, is it? It's there. It may differ from what I read. If it does, fill in the gaps, yeah? Okay. Um, so sometime later, classes. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Is it kind of matching? Yep. Um, now, there is, is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, thank you, uh, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, um, the lost, those who've given up hope. Yeah? Um, one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. My goodness. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned he'd been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? And that's a message all of its own, isn't it? Do you even want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool where the water is stirred. Um, while I'm trying to get in, somebody else goes down ahead of me. Oh, isn't that a metaphor for the world, hey? Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who'd been healed, it's a Sabbath. The law forbids you carry your mat. But he replied, the man who healed me, who made me well, said to me, pick up your mat and walk. And they said, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning. Or something worse may happen to you. Um, it's kind of like really don't 
let the door back open in it the man went away and told the jewish leaders that it was jesus who had made him well so because jesus was doing these things on the sabbath the jewish leaders began to persecute him in his defense jesus said to my father is always at work to this very day and i would almost add and on this very day and i too am working and for this reason they tried to kill tried more to kill him because not only was he breaking the sabbath but he was even calling god his own father making himself equal with god i think the point i just want to hammer down or drill down on is um this kindness you know I'm, I'm i'm not advocating us for all of us to just go and buck against the laws of our land there have been plenty who've been doing that of late um with checkered success but um anybody who breaks the law anybody who shows kindness love over law you know that's the act of rebellion that's the act of rebellion where love has to conquer law and this is what god's entire entire story has been all about isn't it love conquering the letter of the law the do's and the don'ts totally and completely rendered irrelevant by love this is the god we follow this is what we chase here this is what we sing about this is what we long for this is why our hearts are thirsty this is what we thirst for yeah this beautiful kindness um i have never ever in all of my stuff ups and i've made some profound um um stuff ups i've sinned profoundly and i have been incredibly selfish i've 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 done it all you know um and i have never ever ever once found god repay me with cruelty never never once i have sat there i have flinched i have waited i've been in horror and dread and fear that god might or could and even still sometimes that thought will flit across my mind looking for a hook to stay there to get me back into that again no i trust god i found him to be very very different but only over millions and millions of times thousands of times of him extending kindness and grace to me i want to just share a little story it's kind of in finishing um this is how short it's going to be um my wife and i ali sometimes see here with me when we were very new christians and very very newly weds we went as missionaries to nepal which is in between china and india uh, where the himalayas are the big bits the tall places and um we we lived there for three years um one of the things it was kind of cultural to do we didn't have a vehicle not many people had vehicles only the wealthy the very wealthy had a vehicle and then that would not be uh, something very special um it, w- it might be a Volkswagen Beetle or a Corolla or something like that no no nothing new it would be old um because vehicles were incredibly expensive to run and to keep running in that country there most people just had push bikes and feet there were buses right so if anybody went anywhere in a vehicle it was the done thing for everybody to fill that vehicle it was somehow a kindness to allow that vehicle to be filled and on top and outside you've seen the pictures 
of buses and that over in India, that's the idea, right? So if you were moving in a vehicle, you were never, ever alone in a vehicle. We had a beautiful, we had some beautiful friends, so part of ambassadorial staff, I think, in, in, in Nepal, and they went away on holidays, and they left us the almost exclusive use of their Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, it was a pretty old clunker, but it ran and went well enough to get anywhere we were on motorbike. We had a motorbike, just a little motorbike. It was really nice in the monsoon time to have a car rather than riding in mud and slush and rain, slipping and falling over and getting your sari caught in the back wheel. I never had my sari caught in the back wheel. <laughs> but others did. It's a great wheel stand moment. Um, this particular day, I happened to be coming home from Kathmandu out to where we lived about an hour away, winding along very tight mountain passes. And I just had it in my heart that there was no way this day that I was going to share my vehicle. I was driving all the way home alone. Because what it usually filled up with were arrogant young men. Proud, horrible young men. And a matter of fact, as I went around the various coasts, because you're crawling and they're walking right beside you, I've got the windows down, there's no air conditioning, I could hear them cursing me for not stopping to pick them up. Uh, so I kept driving along and I just ignored them and I just ignored them. But on a particularly long bend of mountain, I noticed up ahead there was a, an old lady um, struggling, walking along, and I, I thought, huh. <laughs> so I, 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 in full view of them, I made sure I could be seen from a long distance. I stopped and I picked up the old lady. And she happened to be carrying a bag of mustard seed compress which weighed twice her weight. She weighed about 40 kilos. This was around 80 kilos. I could, it took the two of us to get it in the car. I couldn't lift it on my own. That's what she was carrying. She was about this high and bent over under this mighty burden. Real biblical kind of image, isn't it? Yeah? Even the mustard seed thing. <laughs> she told me what it was, and I put her in that Volkswagen, and she rode in the front seat like a queen. She, she held her head high, really, really high. And then she started calling, in between looking prince, uh, queenly, she started calling down blessings on me, blessing after blessing after blessing. Um, and, and we went past everybody, and I, I, she expressed fully and openly um, her thanks towards me. As we got out, as I got to, she was in the same village that I was from, got her out, I lived a bit further up, put her outside and then, you know, through tears, um, she then actually worshipped me. She kissed my feet. She, it was that classic thing, she cried out, she was in tears. She kissed my feet, she wiped her tears off my shoes with her hair. Like, how close do you get to what went on with the yeah the perfume and the prostitute like like and i'm just humbled we're both bawling our eyes out you know just crying and i'm blessing her and that and and she knew my heart then and i knew her from the rest of that time onwards now that is what kindness does i god just showed me there and forever this is the currency of kindness it's one of the currencies of heaven. You know, there's joy, 
and there's glory and there's other things that are the currency of heaven that heaven runs on. But this, this currency of kindness um, is phenomenal. And I watch it. I have the opportunity as a, as a truck driver. I meet a lot of very unhappy, miserable, resigned people out the back of places, warehouses, you know, forklift drivers, uh, just stuck out the back receiving goods. No one dreams of that, do they? I want to grow up to be a warehouse manager. Do we don't? We're astronauts, doctors, firemen, whatever, you know, those kind of things. It's not usually somebody's dream. So there's a lot of checked out, demoralized, resigned people there. And I I have opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to show kindness there, to show respect, um, to show love, great, great love, because there the soil is really dry and there the water is appreciated really, really deeply. And, and it's really all it is. It's like C.S. Lewis said, this is nothing new, but we come together to be reminded of what we already know. You know, Jesus models it for us. Even Pink has found it, you know, and made it and made it an, something of an anthem. And it's like, um, yeah. I just want to pray to finish, just to kind of seal that into our hearts. Just pray with me, and then we're all free to go. Father God, um, thank you. Do come, Holy Spirit, beautiful Trinity, angels of heaven, seal these things into our hearts. Um, we do easily stray. We are we are flesh and blood. We easily tire. Um, we easily weary of doing good and we ask just simply afresh for your heart and your help and your nearness to help us do these things, to love one another. And by this, they'll all know that you belong to me. See, there it is. Love one another, but not just the people in this building. Everybody out there, we are human. We are human. Uh, Father, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being here with us. We love you, but how much more <laughs> do you love us? Amen? Cool. Good.